Hello, hello. My name is Dr. Rachel Gainsbrew, and I am obsessed with all things short-term rentals, revenue streams, and helping you navigate your career, real estate, and your busiest and most wonderful seasons of life. I'm an immigrant, a pharmacist, a wife, and a mom who took one guest room rental and turned it into a multi-property seven-figure real estate business, which has also landed us on TV. I'll teach you the real secrets and everything you need to build a short-term rental business that you love. I discuss the hard topics, mistakes I've made, and the mistakes others have made so you don't have to make them for yourself. Financing, automations, acquisitions, low occupancy, scaling, and building your team all while balancing your life are all subjects to be discussed here. Consider me that one best friend you can come to with your short-term rental business questions. So grab your coffee, get comfortable as you get ready to learn and grow with me. This is the Luxury Short-Term Rental Doctor podcast. Hi, Veronica, my sister at arms in the in, in the real estate realm. Hello, hello. Super so to hello. have you. Hi, I'm so excited to be here with you. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, such a pleasure. So when I put the question out, what was it? I put, who wants to learn about investing in Puerto Rico? Oh my goodness. That question literally went viral within my Facebook group. It's like me, 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 me. So this has been long awaited. I put the question out weeks ago. So people were like, when were we going to learn about this? So <laughs> tonight, it's finally here. Have no fear. We look forward to discussing investing in short-term rentals in Puerto Rico, the beautiful, beautiful island of Puerto Rico. So Veronica, tell the people who you are. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you so much for the, for the invitation. I'm Veronica Montalvo. I'm a licensed real estate broker here in the beautiful island of Puerto Rico. I am, uh, I am in San Juan currently, and this is where I work out of, but you know, I do uh, collaborate with other, uh, other agents and I'm with a wonderful brokerage called JLL. So I specialize in commercial uh, real estate, also do residential of course, but all over the 100 by 35 of this beautiful island. So we're very excited to be here and talk to you all about all things real estate and uh, investing in Puerto Rico. I also, as you know, we, we bonded over, I do property management. So I do help with uh, short operating short-term rental units. So I help my clients sometimes set them up, sometimes manage them, sometimes uh, market them and revenue manage them. So, you know, we run the gamut depending on my client's needs. The goal is just to help them have boots on the ground here in Puerto Rico, feel like they have a trusted ally that can help them and oversee their property while they are sometimes on the island and sometimes not. Sometimes they commute back and forth or they live away or abroad. And so they like to have their vacation spot here. And so we want them to feel at ease that they have a team that is uh, always looking out for their property as an extension of them. Wonderful, wonderful. And thank you for sharing that because that is how we bonded was in the short-term rental rooms of Clubhouse. So in the whole short-term rental world, a girl after my own heart. So there's something that you say, and I wanted to ask you about that. You said you managed the whole 100 by 35. That's the size of our island. <laughs> oh my goodness. 100 miles by 35. <laughs> Got it. I had you to You can actually down. run the gamut. You can go from San Juan to all from one point on the east all the way to the west in about uh, three three and a half hours depending on traffic so it is possible to go around the whole island in one day i wouldn't recommend it because there's so many beautiful spots to stop 
and enjoy and have a drink and just take in the beautiful scenery and the people. One day is hardly enough, but you know, it is, it is possible if that's, if that's a, if that's a sprint, if you're trying to set some kind of world record, <laughs> you can do it. Awesome. That is awesome. So that gives me some great perspective. So it's definitely doable. So for all of you who are looking to invest in Puerto Rico, especially in this group luxury short-term rentals, but you don't have boots on the ground, you don't know someone, hey guys, you know someone now. Veronica is our girl. She is the one who has all of the intel. She'll let you know the types of properties, the types of amenities, the types that will perform, what people are looking for, what travelers are looking for, because there is two parts of, of it, right? Veronica, there's the leisure travel and there's business travel also. Could you tell us a little bit about those two demographics in Puerto Rico? Absolutely. So, you know, obviously everyone knows, knows historically it's a very tourist driven place. Uh, it, you know, it is heavily tourist driven. Prior to COVID and certainly when allowed, we had a very strong population of cruise customers coming in. Fortunately, right now, that is not the case. However, we've seen that more than make up uh, through airline travel at this point. So, you know, it is still very much strong, strong tourist driven industry wise. But uh, we also have a very strong business population here. So, you know, Puerto Rico is notoriously a very consumer driven market. So we have very strong retail. We have industrial, we have pharmaceutical. So it's very important that we have education. We have, that's another very strong market here. We have a lot of students here as well. So, you know, the reality is, is that, you know, we've got the best of all worlds. So we've got tourists, but we also have a lot of companies coming and relocating here. We have a tremendous amount of uh, tax benefits uh, to benefit the entrepreneur and companies. Act 2022, which is now Act 60, Act 73 for tourism, right, 74, but 73, I think it is. And so the reality is, is that there's a lot of benefit to coming to Puerto Rico from a tax perspective. Weather year round is, is amazing. And you're also from an, you know, from an economy perspective, you are driving the economy when you come in and work because you're also giving back to the community and building the, you know, helping to build the infrastructure with all the investments that are coming in. So, you know, it really is uh, an amazing place because I, I believe it's really entering a, a point of a renaissance for, for many. I mean, we have had our share of disasters. I know people have heard about a little a little category five hurricane called Maria. And I think what's important to note about that is that uh, coming off the outskirts of Maria, everyone said it could take, oh gosh, it would take 30, 40 years to come back from that. And I'm, I'm here to tell you and everybody who's watching, Puerto Rico is officially open for business. We've been open for business. You know, it's one of the most resilient markets that I've ever heard of, you know, um, not to, you know, to be biased since I live here and I, I was a first responder and, and survived Maria myself. But the reality is, is that the community came together, businesses came together. We've got more and more droves now because of COVID, people wanting to work and live here because it is possible because uh, so many people can work remotely, even more so than before. So prior to, I think we had a pretty good population of nomads that were coming and taking advantage of, you know, the beautiful, of working independently from here. But now we also have companies that are opening call centers and establishing new retail centers here, distribution centers. And, you know, they all have employees. So they're bringing jobs, they're bringing employees. And it's, a, it's an amazing uh, time for the island. And I'm very, very happy and proud to witness it and, and really contribute to it, which was my, my point of relocating here was to be part of the solution of this island where my parents were born. So, you know, it's just, uh, I, I'm really, really happy to be here and to see that it's been so resilient following, you know, eco economic setbacks, um, government setbacks. Um, you know, we've had plenty of issues with that. And we've had issues, obviously, natural, natural disasters, disasters that we can't control. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
And you're not kidding because you know what? When we were um, encountering a shortage in IVs, I'm a healthcare professional by day, as you know, it was because of Puerto Rico and there was like the natural disaster. I was like, Puerto Rico, we get our IV medications from Puerto Rico. I did not realize that. So when you said pharmaceutical, the light bulb went off. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Yes. And so yeah. there is so much going on in that island. It is not even funny. It is busy. And lady, you are ripping and running every single day. I see your sites. I see the properties. I see you making movement. And I think it's just absolutely wonderful. And so Coffee, thank you so much for the question. We have a question in here. What are the best places to invest in? And are there any barriers to entry into the Puerto Rico market? Oh, that's a great question. So there are so many amazing, I mean, we've got 78 municipalities here. So, really? and every one of them that I've ever visited is just more and more special because, you know, there's so much love. Each one has its own tagline. So I would encourage you first and foremost, before investing to come visit. That's the first thing I would say to you. Come, come visit, come see the, the beautiful island, um, you know, travel, travel around and and talk to people talk to the locals so as I said I'm, I'm in I'm in San Juan but really like I said in three hours approximately you can get to just about every point of this island and really the best place is you know I always say home is where your heart is I don't want to slight any town because certainly like there's so much to love here but it really depends on where your focus is because you mentioned it yourself, right? You mentioned there's business and there's leisure. So depending on your avatar, as, as to use your word, Rachel, <laughs> your target, right? Your target audience, who it is that you want to cater to if you are buying an investment property, right? Which is what we're talking about here. You want to definitely, if it's tourism and tourists, look, we've got San Juan, which is obviously the, the Luis Munoz, the airport, the main international airport that's here in Carolina. And so- that, you know, if you're going to go for, you know, for a 15, 20 minute radius, you're going to probably stay in the metropolitan area, right? You're going to look at areas such as San Juan, Old San Juan, Condado, Ocean Park. There's, I mean, Santurce, there's some great towns and some great, great places. And I know plenty of friends who have invested in those areas, but don't dismiss just outside of the metro area. I had a client who is actually getting ready to close on a property that is a beautiful three unit. It's going to be an amazing compound just outside of San Juan about by 35, 40 minutes. And it's perfect. It's going to be a great site for glamping as well as have an amazing, uh, you know, three unit property where people can rent. So, you know, that property is going to pay for itself. Not to mention that he's going to do some amazing work from it, you know, um, in terms of counseling or just in general, he's, a, he's an educator at heart. So, so am I. So, so that really spoke to me when I you know, when I met him and, and what he wanted to do. So we knew right away where he should invest and, and, you know, where he could get the most bang for his buck. And that's important too. So working with a realtor who can educate you on that, because like I said, it could make a difference, you know, $25,000, $50,000 to make a huge difference in terms of what you buy here. Right. And it could be a fixer upper, it could be a turnkey. So, you know, I want to say two things that I want to focus on, or just from an area perspective, there's a San Juan Metro area, right? But I will say this, if you only come visit San Juan, you have not, and I think we talked about this, you have not visited the island. I think I told you that before, Rachel, uh, the last time. Yeah. My family is from the West. My family is from San Sebastián, a town called San Sebastián and uh, Maria West, respectively. So, you know, that's the West. So, you know, my, my extended family is from the West Coast. And so 
to me, I didn't realize something that I learned quickly when I got here, when I was visiting the West Coast, they would say, oh, vas para isla. And I was like, what? You're going to the island. And I'm like, mm, pretty sure I'm on the island right now. Yeah. And I would laugh at that. I was like, but you know, it's, it was an ed education for me culturally that that is considered the island. It's more country, right? It's more considered your quintessential island because San Juan is city. So it's the metro area. So again, two different po populations, two different ways of life. Uh, when you come and visit, because I'm encouraging everyone to do so, you know, I could very easily show you the difference between properties on the West and properties on the East. And, you know, again, just a lifestyle. And that's really the main thing, the lifestyle and, you know, catering to to the population that you really want to target, whether that's, you know, a luxury like yours, Rachel, or you just, you know, get families, you want to focus on medical and professional population. That's all very possible here. And then that's going to determine what the best towns will be for you to invest in. Oh, so good. So good, Veronica. So let me ask you this, because we're a numbers group. We may look like we're just luxury on the outside, but we, we like the numbers. We like the numbers. We want to know the numbers. Can you give us a range without, you know, blowing apart confidentiality? How much would something like a three unit cost, you know, in, in, in Puerto Rico? And what would the average revenue per night be for that three unit? It's a great question, Rachel. So, you know, you're going to run the gamut, but you're probably a multifamily or some kind of free unit like that. It's probably going to be somewhere between 175 and 300, depending on where you get it. And again, it also depends on how much work it needs, how much rehab it needs. The more turnkey, obviously, the higher it's going to be naturally, because you're, you're going to be able to get into it and make a start making revenue right away. If it needs a little bit of work, well, then, you know, it might, you know, it'll be less, but you're, you know, you have to factor not only the, the time that it will take to construct, materials and labor, which sometimes is a little harder to get. And that's everywhere these days, to be honest with right. you. And so as far as the units, are these um, one bedrooms or two bedroom units? The units are typically, I mean, again, they're going to vary, right? Property to property, but most that I see are one unit properties. And then, or what it is, is it sometimes might be a single family home that was converted. So there's one unit that may have two or three bedrooms. And then the others usually have one, but again, yeah. that's, you know, it's hard. That's, that's a total generalization. Every unit's going to be a little bit different depending on how it's developed and, and how, you know, how large it is. But, and then that from a rev par uh, per night to answer the rest of your question, that can also vary uh, depending on the peak, right? And, and where it is. So typically you're probably going to, so it could be, but on average, I would say a, an, you know, anywhere from, I could see, I see anything from 79 to all the way up to, you know, 379 and up, obviously depending on the size of the unit, location, and obviously if it's luxury or, or not. So which units have the highest ROI, generally speaking, one bedrooms or two bedrooms, as far as how much you're purchasing for versus how much you're getting for it? So I would say usually a multi-bedroom is going to probably generate the most consistently. And I say that because, you know, then it's more versatile. You'll have the ability to rent to vacationers and also internal tourism, also corporate people that are working and like that extra space. Plus, you know, in Puerto Rico, especially with internal tourism, you know, we love to travel with our families. We've talked about that. Um, I know you do as well. And so, you know, obviously um, having multi rooms and, and a large space to congregate is also very, it's very beneficial. In fact, someone recently asked that on my page. Um, so I, you know, I definitely would say, you know, um, a unit with multi rooms is probably going to to garner 
the best ROI. We're seeing that too, because when I first started in 2019, the best ROI were one bedrooms, but with COVID, the, you know, if you have a little bit of a larger space, a little bit of, you know, larger yard, those are the spaces that are demanding the highest prices because people, they tend to want to travel in that bubble and they don't Mm -hmm. necessarily the one bedroom big city you know loft so to speak so we're seeing that as well so that's that's interesting we've got a few more questions that came through so fabienne thank you so much for the question it is are there any str rules or regulations that we should be aware of and that totally depends on where i mean many people many some buildings in in especially HOAs, condos, they have very strict policy of no STR, right? So that is something that before investing, that's actually something that we've talked a lot about, Rachel, in the rooms in terms of, you know, what are, what are the important steps to take before you invest? And that's do your research. Make sure that the municipality or the building that you're looking to invest in don't have any restrictions um, in terms of your rentals. Awesome. So that's going to be very specific. Same with here. On the mainland, we'll call mainland the mainland. Uh, every every property, you want to look at the zoning, the municipality. You want to look at the county clerk's office if there's something in draft. Anja, hey there, my friend. She said, I know the prices probably differ a lot depending on where you are at the island. What would be, I would think, the average purchase for a two-two condo? Just to get an idea. What would the average price of a two-two condo? So let's talk about like a standard and then maybe let's talk about a luxury. Could you give us an idea of what a two-two? Sure. sure. Yeah. I mean, I have clients, you know, that, you know, are looking for, for just that, you know, two and two um, in and around the out, outskirts of San Juan, doesn't have to be San Juan. And you can find something probably for between 125 and 175 for two and two. Yeah. I mean, it all depends all, again, it, it depends on the level of finishing, right? Like we want to be completely transparent. I mean, the more expensive the finishing, the more expensive the, the building, the amenities. If you're talking about buying within, you know, one of the premier buildings with, you know, full-on gyms and, and access to the beach. Those, by the way, are great to live in, but also are probably the ones that have the most likely to have a restriction on short-term rentals. So it's really important to, to specify, but um, again, from a price point, you know, it is possible to find something like that. And, you know, again, it, it may, it may take some, a little bit of arm grease and just make, you know, a little elbow work and, and make sure that, you know, to, to get it to where you want it to be, but it is possible to find something like that. And then luxury wise, I mean, really, you know, you can run the gamut from there. I've seen amazing two and twos in the San Juan area, but they can run up to, you know, 250, 300 or more. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, another question right now, I think we kind of touched it. But uh, he says, locally, what seems to be the number of doors for single family residents that offers the biggest bang for your buck? So how many, I would say, how many bedrooms would offer the biggest bang for your buck is Ranel's question. You know, I think the best way to answer is to say, you know, if I was to buy a house at this point, I would be, I would look for at least three bedrooms personally to get the most bang for your buck. Right. So then again, then you're, you, you have a, a higher, um, opportunity to touch on several different avatars and client client interests so you can cater to the tourists and the family who wants to travel either from off the island or internally right internal tourism is big here but also then you can also make room an adequate space for working professionals who really need that space that dedicated space whether you make that a dual you know sleeper room with you know with uh you know sleeper sofa with an office space is, is fine you know but again you're maximizing the space 
and, and giving people that option. So I think three is probably a, a sweet spot. Awesome. Thank you right now for that question. Thank you guys so much. What would you say some of the amenities that people are looking for? Because I know in the Smokies, they want a pool and they want a hot tub. In my Florida panhandle where we're building on Rosemary Beach, they just want a pool. They don't really care about a hot tub as much. What are the amenities um, that are really people are looking for when they're traveling to Puerto Rico? Yeah, well, that's a great question. I, you know, we're on an island. So, you know, access to a beach is always nice. Proximity to a beach, if not of you certainly the ability to walk, you know, minimize having to uh, buy or rent a car, excuse me, rent a car. Uh, if you live here, you'd buy a car. Pools, pools are always a plus. You know, I think that that, that is a, a great option, especially for people who, again, from internal tourism perspective, who again, love the, love the beach and are used to it, but again, want to retreat, a little retreat space, you know, to be private and exclusive to their families and to their friends. You know, I have clients that request outdoor showers, um, you know, it's, it's a net, it's an island. So people love, love to experience nature, be one with nature, you know? So I have people who, who request, you know, are there outdoor, you know, do they have a gazebo? It, you know, is it an, uh, you know, do you have an outdoor kitchen? You know, can we entertain outside? You know, do we have a sitting area? That's probably the, the, the most part, you know, I, you know, Wi-Fi is probably the second, you know, that's, that's probably the first, like for everybody, right? Because people nowadays, they need to communicate and they want to make sure that they can do their work no matter what. Very rarely do we speak to people who can completely shut down and turn off from work when they travel. So we absolutely have to make sure we cater to them. So. Oh, that's a good one. Wi-Fi. I actually, uh, one of the articles I published on Bigger Pockets, I had Wi-Fi as number 13 out of the 15 amenities you have to have. Now it's all the way to the top. It just got really serious with people yeah. being able to travel and work remotely. The Wi-Fi is no longer optional. It is a necessity. <laughs> so, Absolutely. You know, and then there's other things that as from a short-term rental perspective, it's nice to have for the client, which is, you know, guests enjoy having access to, to bicycles or, you know, um, you know, chairs for the beach, bass, picnic, bat. you'd be surprised people, you know, I get the best responses when people have access to, you know, picnic basket or a cooler, you know, anything that they don't have to buy, but they would actually need to, to enjoy their vacation and some time away. So it's important as investors to think about that. You know, what would you need, right? What do you need while you're away that you're obviously not gonna travel with? You're not gonna pack a cooler, you're not gonna bring chairs. So, you know, having extra towels for the, for the beach and for the pool, things like that are pretty important. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And that is something that is really important, even for the mainland, if you're going to have a beach property. So thank you for bringing that up. Those are amazing. Veronica, I did get a question a little bit earlier about lending. How do I get money in Puerto Rico? Who Are there lenders? Or do I have to come with the whole $150,000, $300,000 cash? How does all of that work? That's a great question. I was wondering when that one would come up. <laughs> look, the, the, look it's, it's the benefit of being uh, part of the United States. So we are not a state, we're a territory, we're a commonwealth of the U.S. That being said, we're regulated, the banks are regulated in the same way. So if you qualify for traditional uh, conventional loans, you'll, you'll, you'll also qualify here, which is nice. And so, you know, that's probably the, the, the main area. There's obviously other creative ways to, to also acquire lending, whether that's hard money or seller finance, you know, which is an option on occasion, and it's not uncommon here on the island. So, so yeah, that's the best part about it. We're dealing with the American dollar. English is very much a prominent language here. Um, you'd be very hard pressed to speak to anyone who doesn't, who isn't bilingual, or at least understands it. 
which is really nice. And yeah, financing is, is the same. I mean, the same regulations and federal regulations that you would in the U.S. These are the same things that you would buy by here in Puerto Rico. And we do have, we have banks and we have uh, mortgage companies. And so those are all things that a trusted realtor can also help direct you to, you know, when you're working with them. Absolutely. And you are my trusted Puerto Rico realtor. Just putting that out there, everyone. Thank you. you. want to connect with Veronica. Next question. Can you talk about average occupancy rates in terms of the number of nights per month? So what's the average occupancy rate in terms of the number of nights per month that your properties that you're managing in, in the portfolio are getting booked? Yeah, generally the average is about three, three and a half. Three, three and a half is, is pretty consistent. I don't do a lot of- Per month, you mean? Per, right, like per, per customer. Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, I mean, I'm getting people, I do two 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 nights to a week typically is what what I do. So, you know, gotcha. after, after the so average, over, the, over the span of 30 days, how many nights are booked just about? Oh, oh okay, that's a, okay. So uh, we're looking at probably, anyway, it depends. I mean, we are literally, this is technically- we're leading into the peak, which is, you know, November into March is peak season. So, you know, it could go anywhere from 60%, you know, on the low point to 90%. Yeah. Nice. Or, or depending okay. on peak. Yeah. I mean, we've got, we've got the longest known holiday season of the world here in Puerto Rico. <laughs> it actually, it actually starts just after Halloween. It's not uncommon to see Christmas trees up. Uh, I love, I love the holidays here on the island. It's very festive and it's, it's just, I, I think it's always been one of my favorite things to see uh, lights on a palm tree. It's just, <laughs> it's just one of my favorite things in the world. <laughs> if I have to be honest with you. And, you know, I love that we have, from November till about mid-January, the uh, festival, the San Sebastian Festival here in San Juan, technically kind of marks the end of the holiday season. So it's a very popular time. So it's not uncommon for small small areas to be booked anywhere from 85 to 100%, depending on the location and where they are, right? So, you know, and again, that's with anything. As the more you get established and get reviews and, you know, then, you know, obviously it will a little bit more recognized and we all know on the on the OTAs, you know, ranking is important, right? In terms of where you fall. So some of my properties are newer. So again, we're building the KPIs right now. So I'm excited for, you know, the peak season coming up right now. And I'm looking forward to making the most of it for my clients. That's wonderful. So what about the low season? How low does it go in terms of the percentage? So peak is like 60 to 85. What is the low season? And when is the low season? Just about, and for how long? I would say low season, probably around um, April timeframe. It starts mm-hmm. kind of going down. You know, it starts a little bit, dipping down a little bit. And then it kind of comes up a little bit at the beginning of the summer. And then it goes down again. Uh, August, September is a little slower. So it's important for people to really diversify what they're doing with their properties in that time, you know, change themes, have special experiences, you know, do different things to be creative to attract, right, to attract attention during those, those, that period of time, it picks back up, like I said, right after, you know, right near the end of October, beginning of November, we start seeing a little bit more, you know, like I'm seeing more reservations coming in now than I did in the last few weeks. So that makes me happy. Nice, nice. All right, next question from Paris. I joined a little late. Sorry if this question was already answered. How do we find properties if we live here in the U.S., well, I'll just call it the U.S. mainland, but how do we find properties if we live in the mainland? 
Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of my clients are looking online. So they, you know, there are sources online that you can use the best though, because most, I will say the reality is that a lot of the links that I receive are outdated. Um, and so it does take legwork. It's one of those, one of those things about the Island that it helps to have some trusted advisors here who are boots on the ground, who know the areas too, because I know I have clients who have said to me, you know, we have to, you know, we feel comfortable working with someone who lives there because obviously, you know, the areas, some, some properties I see come my way. I can tell you right away, that is not an option, a very good option for an investment. And I can, I can kind of tell them why it's not always about the price, it's location, it's safety, it's making sure that the guests have very variable manners to get to the location, not just, you know, not just, okay, obviously, can they Uber? Sure. What else do they need a car? Is it a safe place? You know, again, you don't want to make it so that, you know, people only feel comfortable traveling if they're, you know, women don't feel comfortable traveling alone, you know? So that's something that I'm very considered about when I look for, for properties for my, for my clients is, is it all encompassing? Is it something that, you know, holistically is going to make sense for them, whether they want to live in it or whether they just want to rent it. And many of my clients will say, well, I want to rent it in the beginning, but I want to relocate there eventually. So, you know, with that in mind, I always say, you know, and it's one of my first questions with my clients, let's begin with the end in mind. What's your exit strategy? What do you want to do with this property? Is this something that you want to keep? You want to buy and hold? You want to flip it? What do you want to do? Because then right there, it tells me what are some viable areas and also price points, right? So that they can maximize their return on their investment, which is really, I mean, I, I think I've said that three or four times, but that's, that's really the end game for me is make sure that my clients get into something that is going to really multiply and build really wealth for them. It's wealth generating for them, for their families. And if it can be something that they can keep and buy and hold and, and, and in the meantime, you know, generate a revenue, that's fantastic. And that's, you know, that everyone's happy with that. That's fantastic. And I love that you do that exercise with them with, it's not just about the house, it's what are your goals, right? And it's an exercise that we do in our mastermind as well, beginning with the end of mind, what, what are the key decisions you have to make before just getting into a house? So I absolutely love that. I love everything you just said. It was so good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Veronica. So uh, next question, guys, what is the best listing service to research and shop the market? It's really difficult to, you know, go online. We, we're finding properties, but the links are outdated. So it sounds like having that resource of a realtor, of a broker like Veronica, who has access to not only the listings, properties that are listings, but you probably have access to properties that are yet to be listed, you know, so pocket listings right. as well. So I don't know if you have a website you can refer people to. And I'm just concerned that, like you said, if the links are outdated, I don't know if we want to even make a recommendation. Yeah, I mean, we've got we've got a couple of sources. People still use Zillow. They're using Zillow. I point to okay. homes is another site. Um, we have a site that we use, Pacificados, that, you know, that, again, is is helpful. The key there, though, right, is doing your research because a couple of things. You want to work with somebody who will do some legwork for you and just make sure that, A, those properties are viable properties for you. They're even still available because some of them are outdated or they've got options, which basically just means someone's already got a uh, deposit on it. And so, you know, we do find that, you know, people are still listing things that are no longer really viable or available, but they are keeping on, unfortunately, to, to try to market and get more people to respond to them. But for the most part, like I said, I mean, you can definitely look online, talk to a realtor, it doesn't have to be me, but make sure you do your research and just talk to people. I mean, there's, you know, websites like Bigger Pockets. I mean, there's different websites that I feel like you can definitely get a really good sense, right, for what the towns offer. But 
to be honest with you, I'm going to go back to my original response when someone said to me, you know, I don't know that I would ever invest in something just sight unseen or like in a town that I've never stepped foot on. Right. I don't recommend that. You know, the reality is that it's like real estate is any business. You've got good people and you've got, you know, you've got credible people and you have people that are questionable. And so, you know, you really want to work with someone who has your best interest of mind that is an extension of you that you can trust to make some decisions on the spot. It is a hot market. Like the reality is, is like properties are here today and not tomorrow. A lot of apartments, for instance, you know, condos, they go so quickly because people, again, people are looking for more space. People are looking for that investment opportunity. If you think you're the only one, I got news for you. You're not. There's so many people that want the same exact thing. And so searching online is great, but again, nothing compares to having a team or someone that at least is looking out for your best interest. To your point, you know, uh, Rachel, for things that are off market, you know, for things that, you know, don't go online, that you don't have to get into a bidding war necessarily with, or, you know, the reality is Puerto Rico has a lot of investors. I'm a member of the RAIR, which is an amazing group and it's full of amazing people. And they're very motivated. Many who have cash on demand, they can pay in effectivo, like we say, cash. So it's like, you know, they are more likely, you know, in a bidding war to win because it's, it's speed of implementation. They have it. They don't have to go through the financing piece. So again, you want, you want a runner. You want somebody who's on the ground for you, who's moving, who can actually look at properties quickly, quickly assess them for you. So sure, you know, use any of those sites that, that were mentioned, but remember, you know, not being here, there's no replacement for seeing something like in person, like coming, seeing it, at least having someone that you trust walk through the property, make sure, drive there, have them send you a video. What's the drive there like? What's the community like? What's the neighborhood like? Can I walk my dog there? Can, you know, are they, are they friendly? Is it, you know, so these are all things, like I said, that are great. So come here, visit, visit first, identify some key towns that you're interested in, find yourself a great realtor, and have fun. Oh, just so many gems there. Next question, Yolanda Negron, thank you for joining us. How does property taxes work in PR? How does how do they work? We have taxes. They're low taxes, but they're taxes. So we have, you know, depending on the property, I believe, you know, I think it's four uh, percent is what people pay. It's a lower tax than in the states. I know that for a fact. Um, and again, it That's would depend good. on the value of the yeah. Considerably, it would depend on the value of your property, really, and whether it's commercial or, you know, there's still a lot of properties here that fortunately, you know, are under kind of a provision where they, they aren't taxed at the same rate as others. So it really would depend on the property and the, the municipality. Uh, next question, Lakita, thank you so much for this question. Do guests look for add-on services like rental cars, Turo, or chefs? Yeah, that's a great question. Absolutely. I get asked that all the time. Um, I don't know that Toro's here yet. I've done some research and I don't think they're here yet, but we do have another company that's similar to it. I want to think, I want to say it's called Akiko Ki or something like that. If, if you want to contact me directly, I can let you know, but add-ons are absolutely something that people look for because, you know, they want ease of convenience, right? So they want to, you know, one-stop shop. So I'll, you know, I'll get messages from my reservation saying, okay, do you have this? You know, are you offering that? Do you have, you know, and so one of my latest clients, um, and I consider more partner than a client, right? Because that's what we do. We partner with with our with our clients. They they have the home, they have a vehicle, you know, that they listed with uh, Akikoki, I think it's called. And so it's, it's kind of like the Puerto Rican Turo. And I think they're gonna do fantastic because again, between experiences, right? Which we can custom for them. So if a family or someone says, hey, I'd love a lesson, right? They've got three kitchens in their property. 
I'm sure we can bring in a chef to have, you know, to have to you know, instruct them and, and make them an amazing home cooked meal. You know, there's people that will do shopping tours. There are people that will do food tours here. You know, there's historical tours in Old San Juan that people you know, love to walk walking tours and they take them through homes. They take them through the fort, you know, the, so absolutely. Absolutely. It's a great question. And to be honest with you, I think it's, you know, in, in the circle of trust here between us, I think that it's a huge disservice to anybody who's doing a short-term rental to not offer add-ons and experiences. I think you're missing a big market. And I think that's really the way of the future of the future for us. Absolutely. The guests, and this is something we talk about all the time, the guests, they want to live like a local, right? They want to experience things that the locals are doing. Why else would they want to be there? So definitely, thank you. Thank you for that wonderful question, Lakita. It's a great question. question. It is. And this is our last question for tonight, guys. We're going to be wrapping it up. Angel uh, Ortiz, thank you for the question. He says, what about a property in Barceloneta, Puerto Rico? Do you know what he's talking about? Barceloneta. Yeah, Barca, I guess it would depend on the area. I have not actually worked that area. So I haven't actually sold a property in Barceloneta. Depending on the Airbnb target market, I'm not sure. You yeah, consider, you know, what town you're in. Not every town, guys, is going to work from a short-term rental, like an avid, like a high, high uh, trafficked area. But you know what? Internal tourism is big here. It's it's huge here. So again, if you have a home. And if the question is someone who has a residence who's asking, hey, should I should I build out an, an SCR short-term rental? And absolutely, why not? Why wouldn't you want to maximize the space that you own and generate a revenue if you can? But again, do your research. You know, what kind of what what town is it? How much traffic? What kind of companies go there? Are the municipalities investing in there? Like, remember, we have about I mean, I don't even know exactly how much it is, but billions of dollars that are being infused in the island right now to rebuild and, and you know, revamp the infrastructure of this island. So pay attention. If in Barceloneta there's an investment going on and you see, wow, they're really repairing these or, hey, they're bringing a school or, hey, uh, you know, not a school, but necessarily like, you know, they're revamping clinics here. Medical attention is here, depending on what is happening in the town. And I'm just throwing those out as an example. As businesses come, so will traffic, so will employees, so will, you know, their families that come. So that's that's the best answer because I don't, you know, again, I haven't done business in the town per se, but that's what I would do for any town. Any, any town that you're looking to invest, do your research, what's happening in it and what's going to happen. You know, follow the money, find out what's being infused and if the municipality is investing, where and why. Awesome. Awesome. And thank you for saying that, Veronica, because I get questions about even some obscure places. You just never know what's going to hit. You never know what outskirts is where you can create something that is going to hit. And so I almost feel, I feel like 99% of places can turn into a short-term rental, depending on who it is you're trying to serve, depending on how you set up the property. I have a friend who has a 400 square foot tiny house that's generating over six figures, you know, in the middle of nowhere. You, you just never know what's going to hit. So. I think to, to uh, Angel's question, it depends on the theme too, because people will travel for an experience. Yeah. So, you know, I don't forget what town it was in, but I saw something on Airbnb and it was here on the island. Someone they're doing, it was like almost like an astronaut type of experience. And there was like a bubble and, you know, they had an astronaut suit. And I'm like, I don't care what town that's in. I'm going like, I want to, <laughs> I want to. Exactly. Wanna so 
Okay, I would thoroughly enjoy that. It's a yeah. great question, right? Yeah, yeah. So again, it really depends yeah. how creative you can be and, and what kind of experience you want to offer. If you've got an amazing experience and it's a safe location in an area that people can get to very quickly, or at least, you know, again, they can enjoy the ride and they can the traffic. These are all things that matter. Again, it's an experience. Remember, the people that are going to try to, to see you, they're everything. I mean, I think, Rachel, you, you say it best when you talk about, you know, when, when it's time to go off on a site and make sure it, it comes off. Sorry, you know, you, you, the drive into the driveway matters. The, you know, what they see along the way, along the street, you know, like, you know, you know, what kind of neighborhood are they driving through, right? So these are all things that matter. And, you know, I don't care what town it is. You know, if you have a little, a quaint little spot with a hammock and it's got like a breeze and a mango tree in the back, you can market that and you can make that the most exceptional writing retreat. You know, maybe you don't have an ocean view, Angel, but who cares? Maybe you have an amazing backyard and a, a little writing nook, right? Where people can just read and write and escape from the, the, the stress of the island because sometimes the city is stressful. It doesn't matter whether you're in New York City or Atlanta or you're, you know, here in Puerto Rico. You know, stress is stress and we all need a little break sometimes. I appreciate you all so much for being here. We didn't even get to touch base on the tax benefits. We're going to have to schedule a part two. But guys, this is such a great uh, topic. We wanted to share it with you tonight. This is what we do. We talk about short-term rentals, luxury short-term rentals. But thank you so much, so much for being here tonight. I just absolutely love your energy, Veronica. I cannot wait to have you back again at some point. So we can, we'll bring on an accountant and we'll talk about a little bit of our, our taxes because we're all concerned about the taxes. <laughs> I know I am. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But thank well, you the, so the benefit, I mean, I think it's important that people know quickly just to touch on that. There's some great tax incentives for people that do come and establish their businesses here or start tourism, tourist driven businesses or consulting. So anything that is literally a service that is exported to the island and you're import, you know, bringing money from, from, from afar to the island. There's probably a tax incentive that you can take advantage of. 98% of this island is an opportunity zone. 98% of this island is an opportunity zone. I'm going to say that again, just for the people in the back who couldn't hear me clearly. So it's probably easier to, right. So again, you know, talk about investing, you know, you know, keeping more of what you uh, have earned, which I'm a fan of, but also giving back to the community, which so many investors do when they come here. Again, it's just, there. it's a win-win. So you know, I, I thank you so much, Rachel. I know we've got to go, but uh, hopefully that that gives people enough incentive to do their research, reach out to professionals. Again, uh, I, I really appreciate you, uh, Rachel. There's just so many people from the island that are just just rearing to share information and to educate and, and bring people to the island and back and keep people that are here uh, also. So I'm just here to serve and I'm really happy to, to be part of this little circle we got. So thank you so I much. Love it. I love it. Tell the people how to find you, Ver Veronica. What's the best way to find you? Would we be able to put your information in the DMs or if, is there another way to find you? Yeah, I mean, the best way, I mean, I'm on, obviously I'm on Facebook and Instagram, Veronica Montalvo. Um, you can, you know, I know you're going to link that or it's, it's all, it's already linked, I think. And um, in, my Instagram is Veronica.Montalvo. Um, so Veronica.Montalvo and then like uh, underscore. Um, also, Mavi Stays is, is my, uh, my other page. Uh, Mavi Stays on Instagram. Um, A-M-A-V-I Stays on one word dot com. Uh, just on Mavi Stays, sorry, for Instagram. Uh, website coming soon. And yeah, so I mean, 
just comment below, comment below. I'm happy to call you, contact you. You can DM me directly, whatever questions you might have. That's, you know, we're, we're here to help and, and, and educate as much as possible. So thank you, my friend. I so appreciate you dropping all of those gems, sharing this content with this amazing community. This is so fun. Yes, absolutely. We'll do it again, my friend. I so appreciate you. I love it. I appreciate you, Rachel. It's so important. Thank you so much for your support. And I, I, I'm just, I'm waiting for that phone call, Rachel, when you're like, I'm bust, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait. I cannot wait. It's coming soon. 2022. Here we come. <laughs> yes. Looking forward I to it. And bienvenidos. Bienvenidos todos. Muchas gracias. <laughs>